Hello, good fucking morning. My name's Floss and I'm so happy that you can join me today to listen to my podcast, Exactly. Today is a bit of a different episode. Today I'm interviewing my best friend, Jenny. I'm so excited to talk to her today. It's going to be a different kind of episode and I'm just so excited to switch it up and also just see how differently the podcast takes shape with my friend. If you're new here, Exactly Podcast is a permission slip for you to follow your curiosity. I started this podcast over a year ago, almost exactly to the date a year. I started it in January 2021. It was a space for me to invite my audience into having conversations with people that I deeply admire, people that I've learned a lot from with their books, through social media, through their projects, just people that I think are fucking amazing. Half of this shit, I believe, should just be taught in schools and it's everything that I wish I'd learned at a younger age and that's why I feel like all of these people, their attitudes, their mindsets, their literature, just the way that they are and the way that they show up in the world is just so fucking important. And I wanted to broadcast them to as many people as possible. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, like I said, today's episode is going to be a bit different. I'm interviewing my friend, Jenny. Jenny is an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a hairdresser. She's a model. She fucking does it all. I've known Jenny for around eight years now. I met her in Plymouth, which is where I'm from. Jenny's from Cornwall, but we both met in Plymouth. We're going to get into our origin story in the episode, so I don't want to give any spoilers here. But today we're going to be talking about friendship. We're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, growing with friendships. We're going to be talking about our best bits, our struggles that we've had in our friendship. I just think friendship is such an important topic to discuss because we discuss, I feel, in many ways, heartbreak and romantic relationships, even on my fucking podcast, way more than we talk about friendship. I've done an episode in my podcast in season one with Elizabeth Day where we spoke at length about friendship because she has an incredible podcast on it with her best friend but I wanted to expand more on the concept of friendship and just have a laugh with Jenny to be honest she's fucking amazing and I can't wait to introduce you to her oh my fucking god Jenny (laughs) hello thank you so much for coming on is this your first time coming on a podcast or so yes oh my god of course and it's mine I know obviously I'm I'm fucking honoured obviously so before we get into the main part of the podcast I'm gonna ask you my quick fire questions also Jenny does have a dog on her lap (laughs) he keeps like rustling his little I hope it's okay I think he'll be fine he might he might say something in a minute number one what is one thing that sets your soul on fire you're supposed to just say the first thing that comes to mind by the way okay okay um being really busy Okay, because <laughs> now I want to unpack that because yeah. I know so much about I know. I know. busy Jenny. Okay, I know. okay, okay. No, why does it set your soul on fire? And do you need to be doing something specific when you're busy? No, in fact, no. Busy with anything? I've always wanted to be busy, just all the time. Even when I was little, you know, when I don't actually have anything really to do. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I just like would busy my day by just doing child things. Yeah, like, you know, like when I was little, just be like, well, I've got to finish this picture and then I'm going to plait my hair. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Plaiting my hair and drawing all day. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Whereas now it's more like, well, I love everything that I do, so I want to do as much of it as possible. 
you know? Oh, yes. So I'm like, I yeah. love my job. I want to go to my job. And then I love all my friends, so I want to go and see them all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I want to just get it all in. Burning the candle at both ends sets my soul on fire. Okay. <laughs> Burn out. Burn, Burn out, out sets my soul on fire. <laughs> okay, on to the next question. What is the last photo you took? You can check your phone if you want. I think it was of him. Must a sweep. Have been of him. A sweep. I, oh, I literally took a photo of him just now. Him sweep. being the dog on Jenny's yes. lap if you're not watching the visuals. I think visuals it was definitely the last like three photos I took. <laughs> okay, on to the next question. What's something that people frequently misunderstand or get wrong about you if they don't know you? If it's someone I kind of half know mm. and they follow me on Instagram, they think I'm going to be grumpy. Oh. Like, or they think I'm just not going to be very like this. Yes. Like this, <laughs> you yes. know? Yes. Because I, d- I don't know, maybe I... I think now on TikTok, I'm quite like, yeah, ah, like now you can see. But like, I think when it was just pictures, it was very like, oh, she's like, yeah, she's hot. Mystery, mystery she's girl. hot and she wears cool clothes. <laughs> yeah. And people think that you're just not going to have a fucking personality okay. or something. When you are someone who works with people, like people who come to your salon, they know exactly who the fuck you are. They know that you have this infectious sunshine energy. But it's hard to tell that from pictures, I feel. Yeah. With, with anyone. I know. But. I think it's like any any kind of like grungy person. Yeah, you have like, tattoos. Oh my God, they're so You're like, an old gal. Yeah. You dye your hair. Whereas I'm just so not. No, I so know. Not. I'm so unmysterious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, on to the next question. Finish the sentence. Yeah, I'm yeah. still a work in progress when it comes to... Like, talking. Really? <laughs> like, communicating. Yeah, no, communicating. Okay, 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 okay. I can talk... Feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could talk forever. Oh my god! Don't yeah, get me so not talking. <laughs> no. Okay, so I take it all back. <laughs> not talking. Um, yeah, communicating. Okay. Or like, or even knowing what to communicate. Like, so like, sometimes I don't even know what I'm trying what to get is. across. Mm, okay. Probably like exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> no, I no, I know what you mean. So, um, but only because I know you as a friend that we've spoke about this before. Yeah. But like, I think what you mean is. When you have feelings, you're not sure why you're feeling them. Yeah. How to communicate yeah. them. And it's just like knowing what feelings arise and like how to deal with them and like who to tell and mm. like what's going to help rather than just sitting with them all and being like... Okay. So asking oh for help God. also. Oh, yeah. 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 Jenny, first of all, before we get into talking about our friendship, how we met, we can tell some silly stories, we can have a laugh about it. I want you to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your story. What's your name? What's your story? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was born in Plymouth. You were born in Plymouth? I was born I in Plymouth. Born in Cornwall. No. Oh there's not many hospitals in Cornwall. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't really have that. Okay. Okay. So you're born in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then grew up in Cornwall. And Plymouth was like the nearest big city. Okay. Big bright lights, big city. <laughs> the big smoke. We'd like go there on school trips, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then um, <laughs> started hairdressing when I was about 18. Yeah. And why did you start hairdressing? Because my cousin did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't know what else to do. You so also did lost. constantly dye your hair. Yes. Well, Kate said this the other day, actually. Yeah, you did. Kate's my cousin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got into hairdressing. Well, you started hairdressing at 18 years old. Yeah, which is late for a hairdresser, by the way. Okay. They normally want you straight out of college so they can pay you less for longer. Oh, yeah. So it was hard to find <laughs> a salon. And then did my apprenticeship. That was two years. That was, I had to go back to college for that, which was shit because yeah. <laughs> I'd just done two years at music college like after yeah. school mm-hmm. which um, is that's the era that we met in yes, yes yeah yes. yes oh god yeah. so I'm glad I did it yeah honestly. of course it was great and I, I was just like wasting time really doing music mm-hmm. college but it was great 
our relationship origin story also ties into music because yeah. we met at the underground. This is my version of events. Yeah, no, you no, might have a different version. <laughs> so my, I was telling someone recently, and it's just like, oh, maybe, I, maybe it just gets more and more poetic the more I tell it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny and I met when I was sixteen. So I just started art college. And I was going to these gigs at this venue in Plymouth. It's called the Underground, and it's on Muttley Plain. Muttley Plain. Mutters. And it was on Mutters. <laughs> so it was on Muttley Plain in Plymouth. And then I went into the toilet, and that is where I first remember meeting Jenny. <laughs> Jenny came out. We were complimenting the shell of each other. Oh. I remember lots of sweaty bathroom mirror pictures. Oh yeah. Of like all the girls just one. sat on I've the still toilets, got one. right? Yeah. And then, and then. Um, Jenny and I were in the middle of a conversation and she hears this like th- this song end outside in this basement venue and she goes oh shit I've got to go on stage and then she just <laughs> runs out and we kind of slowly follow behind her like what's she on about does she sing or something and then she's playing the fucking saxophone on stage she just jumps up on stage and starts playing the fucking sax oh, this makes me sound so cool no it is <laughs> and I'm always going to tell it that way because babe that's exactly what happened There's, there's no, I'm not that. even being romantic about it I'm not even telling I'm not even describing it outfit nothing or like how, how like the red neon light was like shining on your skin and your little crop top and you were just like playing the saxophone um, amongst all of these indie boys behind you like you just fucking owned it I'm not even saying about just the fact that you, fact you jumped up on stage to start playing the saxophone and I was like who is this fucking woman I love that yes. so much and then we started hanging out and then we both ended up in relationships with two boys from the same band yeah and then so cool yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what we started hanging out, and then we we used to take pictures in my bedroom. Do you remember for my college projects? We used to make these I beautiful know. photos. I was literally looking at them. The yeah, other day. I did them all the time actually. Yeah, so we, we would take <laughs> pictures. Great. Yeah, we we would do styling stuff together, photo shoot stuff together, which we're still doing now. Also for my yeah. lip rings yes. and stuff. Um, so yeah, there's still that's like a lot so of parallels still in how friendship works and yeah. collaborating with each other. But I don't know why would you say we were so drawn to each other? I feel like we're both very joyful people yeah. like just constantly laughing smiling Huge. yeah definitely yeah. I think like and also I just forget if we don't see each other for a while I forget how good it is I know, how laughy it is I know and then I see you again and I'll be like oh yeah I know this is great yeah I know. what <laughs> it kind of feels at home also and then yeah we, so homely yeah oh it's such a homely feeling what would you it? say then as because you've been through a lot in your life but you're still so happy. How the fuck is that? How, how is that your way of life? Is it a mindset thing? Has something happened? When was like the click for you? I think once something really, really shit's happened, your whole outlook on life changes a lot. Mm. And I always think that however far down you go, you're going to come up the other side mm-hmm. just as much. So if you can feel really, really sad and you have those super deep feelings... But if you can get there, you can get higher than some people can. Mm. Because I think you told me about it, the, the scale with the like... Yes. Do you know what's funny about that? Actually, no, it wasn't me. It was your boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Ben, oh, yeah. so, do you remember when was I was it? talking about I went through something horrific yeah. and the first time you introduced me to Ben, who I'm obsessed with. Oh, yeah, it was Ben. Yes. Oh. He was. He um, he said, didn't he, that I went through something awful and then he was like, but do you know what? Because you're in the public eye and because you're doing what you're doing, you're putting yourself out there. He was like, you are going to experience the most insane lows, yeah. but you'll also experience highs that 
yeah. no one will ever yeah. be able to experience because of the world and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and niche life that you're leading for yeah. yourself. So yeah, he was talking about the lows make up for the highs. Definitely. Otherwise, you'll just be on some kind of like like um, mid 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 frequency or you'll get extreme high extreme yeah, low yeah, yeah. And I don't even live in extremes it's just that with the career path I've chosen you know any kind of social anxiety you might have is put on steroids because people it's not just that you think people might be talking about you people are yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, it's not it's it's like walking into a high school canteen and like actually hearing what people yeah. are saying about you when oh, you exist God. online yeah yeah that's a really it's, good it's way not, of saying it it's not even like um, uh, wondering if people are talking about you people are and they yeah. say it in front of you Same. but no no so your boyfriend explained that to me and I've just used that now a lot of times yeah. where it's like um yeah experiencing extreme highs and extreme lows i think and it helps just so much <laughs> like yeah. if you're down there you could just be like do you know what it is gonna come back round. yeah but obviously it's so hard but you have to like believe it just, I be just like think, i know i can get up there oh, what i'm trying to get at is is you are such a joyful person and you're so magnetic to be around that's why your clients love you that's why when you talk online people listen and it is a skill and i think it's energy and i know you said before that people maybe on your Instagram who just see like hot pics of you maybe think that oh she's going to be really intimidating or moody mm. in person but as soon as you're around you you just feel instantly disarmed because you're so joyful mm. and I just want to know where that comes from or is it yeah. something you can't even explain because it's just who you've always been I think it's literally I've always been like yeah <laughs> which yeah. is really no. annoying isn't no it? I know <laughs> right? it's same. you, you can't explain something that you comes exactly so intuitively to you yeah it's just because I'm happy to be here I'm happy yeah. to be alive like I'm mm. happy to get up and do stuff. Yeah. You know? I know. I was happy, like, doing the shit jobs that I was talking about. Yes. Like, I was happy. So, so so in those moments, when you're doing when you're doing those jobs, that what's going through your head? You're just happy to be, like, just well, constant I'm like, gratitude, I Well, guess. I'm like, I've got a job. And yeah. then I'd be like, well, I'm going to... It's gratitude. I think yeah, it's gratitude. It is. Gratitude. It is. And, and I, I do that a lot all the time. Just outwardly. I'm like, I'm happy for this coffee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Offered, I'm happy that they had decaf. Yeah, like, you know, I'm happy yeah. that sweet was allowed here. Yeah. I'm happy that we got our train on time. Everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. That was good, wasn't it? I know. So, I know. It is, so it is a mindset thing, though, I isn't it? I think it's definitely a mindset. Gratitude, practicing gratitude constantly will help. That's what I think is a common thread between, you know, the episodes about friendship. I think a common thread between us and all of our friends and all the people I have in my life also is that we are constantly gushing about the world. About each other. Like, and about each other. Some friends don't tell each other I know. how and hot they are all I know. the time and, and, and obviously that's to do with insecurity but also yeah. if you've never even seen an example of it no like you just forget me you and Rachel were realize. walking through a park the other day and then we were both just like stopped to pause and look at like, how this parakeet was in the tree and then we were both just like god isn't the world beautiful and then we heard ourselves and I was like oh my god this is the kind of thing that some people online might laugh at or call cringe yeah, yeah, but that yeah. is literally the best yeah. way to be happy and I think that the, the cringe um, what do you call it the cringe cage love around cringe. you is almost <laughs> It's almost what stops people from being happy because you're afraid of being judged the same way that you judge other people. It is. It so is. <gasps> I have a few things to say, actually. Every, ever since I've like started putting more stuff online, TikToks and stuff, mm -hmm. it was cringe. Seen as yeah, cringe yeah, in yeah. the group. Do you know That's what I mean? That's what you were hearing about those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I kind of want to do it, but like I'm not going to because it's cringe. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as I... Actually, as soon as I was like with Ben, really... Mm. Because he, with his line of work, is always around people that have to do stuff on social Big media. Personalities. Big yeah, personalities. Yeah. Ben's always worked with bands and like, touring with bands. And the moment he works with Youngblood, he's used to, you know, people having to talk to the camera yeah. and be out there. And also navigate the public eye yeah. and all that weird shit that comes with it. So he's totally like, 
he gets it. Yeah. They, he's so used to it. He's lived with them. Like, mm-hmm. he knows. He just is, like, totally fine for me to, like, film a TikTok in front of him. Yeah. Or, like, he literally said to me one day, you need to post more on Instagram. Yes! Like, why aren't you putting... His boyfriend says that. I know! <laughs> I know! Or, yeah. like, I'll send him, like, a hot photo of me and he's like, you're going to post on Instagram. And I'll be like, you're joking. Like, <laughs> like do you know? It's like, yeah. it's it's not every everyone finds it cringe. Mm. Like, it's not everyone. Mm. And actually, as soon as you start doing it, you realise that everyone fucking loves it. Yes, everyone like, fucking you have loves to. it. Like, it's, Apart from the people who are insecure. But then the thing, this is the thing. thing also, that there is another brand of person, because me and you aren't fucking perfect, we've got our insecurities. Yeah. There is another brand of person who is insecure and sees it as inspiring instead yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. cringe. Yeah. You know? And also it's like, if someone thinks you cringe, fuck off. Yeah. So, But like, to get to I that place though, you, <laughs> so, so again, on friendship, you were surrounded by people and this isn't blaming the people. I've probably been that person myself oh, before yeah. where it's like, like you're around the people who, if, if this is what they're saying, you adopt their habits. There's that famous quote, isn't it? Like, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah. So if you're around those people, you become the sum of their thoughts, their beliefs. If that is the first person you go to for advice, for career advice, you are going to have some kind of ceiling cap on your yeah. potential and what you want to be and what you want to become. But the second you meet people who are like, fuck yeah, have this business idea and maybe do this as well. Maybe do this instead. It's people who are going to expand your vision, yeah. I feel like are the safest people My, to share yourself like with. Like London friends are so good at that like ever since I've moved here everyone yes. in my friendship group are just so just big each other up so yeah. much like you can't and collaborate with each other yes all we all them. talk about it all the time it's just like, like I want to I want to help you and yeah. like, like Emily literally said to me the other day she's like a, a bit older than me and she was like I don't want you to have gone through like what I had to go through so I want to help you like with your business yes. and everything. like I don't yeah. want you know she's like I in terms of like um when you say what she's gone through, do you mean people maybe not being supportive? Yeah, yeah. and just like things that you have to like learn the hard way in business mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just like, or any any of oh, that kind God. of stuff. That's how I feel about literally everything with my career. Yeah, I have been, as someone who always talks about um, thoughts, feelings, politics, feminism, body issues, uh, relationships, friendships, all this kind of stuff, I've always had a target on my back that I didn't even really know existed until mm-hmm. I went through a lot of things in the public eye, um, being torn apart shreds in the media and like lost friends and all of this kind of stuff. You think that everyone has good intentions because you have good intentions. And it's hard to fathom that someone might sabotage you, might do something to you if it's not something that would even enter your head to do to yeah. a person. It's like, and then your world flips upside down. And I think like what you said with Emily saying, I want to be that person for you. That's how I feel about bringing women together. And I know you're the same with your clients. Yeah. You just want to bring them together. Yes. It's healing for me oh, it's so to nice. see women make friends and connections and collaborate as opposed to viewing each other as like some kind yeah. of competition. Or, as soon as you meet each as soon as you meet them all I'm like I think as well what's lucky is I meet so many great people every day mm-hmm. like that's helped my perceptive on people no end I'm just yes. like there's so many amazing mm-hmm. women like there's so many yeah. and I just get to see them all every day and it really helps be like oh <laughs> there's like everyone's great really honestly yes I know and you get to hit us oh, well being a hairdresser you get to hear all their insecurities oh they always go Oh, I don't know if it will suit my face shape or... Yes, it will. Yeah. Look at you. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. And sometimes they just haven't heard it in so long. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, thanks. Hey. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So I want to ask a question about a favorite memory of ours. If you could encapsulate our friendship, Got can it. we just discuss? <laughs> can we? <laughs> can we just discuss some gorgeous memories that we have together? Go. When we went back to Plymouth, I went down to Plymouth to get a tattoo, and you were there mm-hmm. <laughs> as yeah. well. I was there to see my mum. Yeah, yeah, bridge. bridge. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to love that when she listens back to it. Shout out to Bridge. Bridge. (laughs) Right, okay, go. Yeah. I was feeling anxious. You can talk about it. Yeah, you were anxious to go into town because of everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you hadn't been back in ages, right? Yes. Ages. Yeah. 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 And I even thought. I just didn't want to see anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the Barbican Mm -hmm. and we walked around and we tried to find somewhere. And then we got a pint, a takeaway pint. So it was like pandemic vibe. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And then sat on the edge mm-hmm. near the water and talked and got like actually quite drunk yeah I think we got quite tipsy yeah but I, I, I remember the, the most important part for that story for me was that I was feeling anxious yeah and I was so in my head it wasn't even about like Plymouth people it was just in general yeah being um, I was so socially um, I was hyper vigilant I was hyper vigilant um, I also had a shit ton of PTSD so like anything would scare me or jump mm. me and you gave me the toughest love advice that I really needed in that moment where you were like, have you ever just thought about not giving a fuck? <laughs> and I'm here like, Jenny, you don't understand. Know, you don't have thousands tell. of people talking about you. You don't have people making up rumors. You don't understand. And you were like, no, I know. But still, what is, let's put it this way, you can either like... So what are you going to do then? You're just going to do nothing. You're just going to stay at home, and you're just like pushing my theory to its absolute limit. What's the difference between you hiding away or like you being at the? They're still going to say it. I know. You said. You said. You said. You said. You walking around, hiding yourself looks more anxious. Yeah, that's true. Than. Um, you just like going out and dressing normally because I didn't want to attract to draw attention to myself yeah. and I've come full fucking circle now babe because I'm constantly I'm always like if I want to go out I go out I've dyed my hair pink I yeah. could not be more of a walking yeah. human highlighter Yay. and I'm wearing constantly colourful clothing yeah. I, I wanted to talk in this episode as well about things that we've taught each other and that was something yes. massive that you taught me which it, it annoyed me at first but yeah. the best advice always does annoy me at I first because when... I didn't come to that conclusion myself yeah. and I need to come yeah. Yeah. 
myself. Well, yeah. I, 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 I need to be the one. I know. Yeah. And then I remember like seeing you, I think the next time I saw you, you were like, oh my God, Jenny, your advice changed my life. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you were like a little bit tipsy by the, on the barbecue. Like, yes, yeah, me like, why are you just not <laughs> giving <a> up? <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> you were like, yes. Yeah. I just need to. And then you said, oh, the loveliest thing. You were like, you said that you shutting yourself off to hate also, also you were shutting yourself off to love. Yes. So then like, when you started going out again, people would be like, "Oh, I love your book." Lovely or like, girls. You, you know, all the girlies. Yeah, all the girlies. They could see you again. Yeah, it was it was literally the next day I came back to London and the first thing I did, I rode a bike through central London yeah. all the way to Hyde Park in my little white tank top. Yeah. Titties flying in the wind. <laughs> and I was like, "I love my life. I love my life." So and nice. I felt so free, but yeah, it was definitely also a lot of people would be too afraid to tell me, "Well, have you ever mm. just thought about not giving a fuck?" But because we've been friends for almost 8 years now. I met you at 16 and I'm 24. Aww. That's insane. 8 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Almost eight years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I feel like you can't really give that tough love advice unless you have already like a solid foundation of like, Jenny's not going anywhere. Floss isn't going anywhere. I can say this because she's not going to like break up the friendship for a bit of like yeah, tough yeah, love yeah. advice. That was a massive lesson that you've definitely taught me. Is this something that I've taught you? Maybe um, directly or indirectly yeah. in our friendship? So much. So much all the time. <laughs> oh my God. Mostly that I'm just great <laughs> like giving me I'm reminding you that you're yeah, fucking amazing like all the yeah. time yeah. actually all the time you do that I like even if even if I haven't seen you for a while you still think I'm amazing <laughs> you're still obviously you'll still just be like and it's not even like if something goes wrong or something doesn't happen for me you're always like yeah so it's okay it'll happen or you'll just be like, yeah. there's something better for you yeah the, oh that's a huge one the main thing as well there's just no doubt you don't have any doubt about me, no. ever. You've always just been like, Obviously. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like amazing if- things will happen for you. And without being annoying, yeah, I'll be yeah. like, oh my God, amazing. But also, obviously, <laughs> yeah. this is happening for you because you're fucking amazing. It's just so nice. It's just constant. Like, I don't even ask, don't even ask for it. Never asked for it. It's just like, we do it for each other. But like, yeah. I think I think you've definitely like started the the boat of being like, you uh, deserve this. Yeah, like, you yeah. deserve this. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, really? I think it's also also part of that was because I knew that you weren't getting it anywhere else. So when you would come up to see me in London, I would like macro dose you, not yeah. micro dose you. Yeah. Macro, I would macro yeah. dose you with everything, so almost nice. like a fucking mentor. Yeah. Like I would macro dose you with all of this. Just I wanted to mirror back to you what I saw in you, which was yeah. already fucking there. It doesn't, it's not, I'm not bestowing it upon, it's just there. I'm just mirroring it to you yeah. because you just needed like someone else to say, you can fucking do this because if the people around you are kind of saying that's cringe mm. or like really is that a good idea to yeah. open a sa- salon in London and I'm like when's the thir- second and third coming? you <laughs> yeah. know like when I t- when I say things to you like oh so when's the next salon opening that's not me being like you're not doing enough no it's me knowing your potential and knowing how much you have left in you that I know you want to do and if so, if I even have a friend that's even like a sliver of oh I might not be able to not two salons like not that you've ever been that way but like even if I see like a sliver of it I'm gonna be like so encouraging of just thinking bigger yeah you do do that you're so good at that you're like years ago you were like I'm gonna have a fucking glass office in New York <laughs> me 
Yeah. Yes. And I <laughs> Yes, obviously. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like, just got my first London office yeah, exactly. yesterday. <laughs> I know. And you were like, I'm gonna do this. I don't know how old you were. But I was just like, okay. <laughs> but I believed it because yeah. the way you said it. Obviously. And as we should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's but then you give that to me. And I'm like, I've just never I had never thought about it like that. Mm. I was like, not me. But like you make me feel like can do that. Yeah, I just I just feel like it's already in you. I mean, we also would have these like morning meetings um, when you were first dating your now boyfriend Ben. Yeah, he was living up the road from me. Yeah, and then we would meet for coffee yeah. and have these little like creative brainstorm sessions. And you were like, "I'm gonna open a fucking salon." Yes, and you I showed me your little notepad full of all of your scribbles and all of your. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And you're like, "And I might move to London to open it." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god," because you were living in Sheffield at the time. Yeah. We've also had so many questions from my audience. Be like, Jenny, when are you coming back to Chef to do my mullet? <laughs> Um, but anyway, so so yeah, and then you started a salon. Can you tell me a bit about what you've learned? Because oh you are a model. Obviously, we briefly touched on your modeling experience. So you're a signed model. You've had incredible campaigns. You're an entrepreneur. You're a businesswoman. You've opened a fucking salon. You've got an amazing TikTok following because you just, you're just so yourself and so authentic on there because we got past the whole cringe thing. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. That helped. Because huge, now the girlies love huge. you. Um, and you just, you were able to open yourself up in that way, which is amazing. So what would you say was the biggest hurdle in opening a business in London when you're not even from here? Like yeah. how did, because some people look at that and they go, fucking hell, they must have had loads of experience. No. No. And you no. started. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that was the crazy thing. I was like, I've been doing hair for not very long. Mm. So I've been qualified for... Like four years or something, mm. maybe less. And um, yeah, whereas most people I work with have been doing it for like 10 years or yeah. 15 years or something. Even the guys I've just hired have been doing it for like seven years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm meant to be... And you're their boss. I'm meant to be the boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're so much better than me. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. But I think a lot of it is like, obviously, your skill, mostly your taste and who you are mm. helps so much, more than you could ever know. Yeah. But actually what made it so okay for me to come down to London and just start and be able to pay the rent on the shop was I slowly started building up a client base in London. Yeah, you did guest spots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was working. And actually, oh, this is such... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was so Jenny. hard. Yeah, guess what, no, Jenny? No. <laughs> um, such a massive tip. If you go into an industry that you eventually maybe want to do your own thing in somewhere like London, mm. start in a smaller city. Because it helped so much. Because you can be the best at what you do quite easily. <laughs> yeah, you can be the best at what you do. Easier in a smaller city. Yeah, do that. Yeah, do it. Big fish, little pond. Yeah, if yeah. you need a little like hurdle, like somewhere in between, mm. do that. Get big, get good, and then it'll just catapult you almost like a training going. ground yeah yeah fully training ground yeah. yeah Sheffield did that for me really really well so building a client base that was the scariest thing I was like so scared that to open the shop just no one would come yes <laughs> so oh what, my god like, no yeah. one wants to I, I'm currently in the works of planning something as you know yeah. and that's also like despite all of my success in a lot of things it's got to be the biggest fear with, with launching anything doing something new is that because you're taking a risk. Yeah. But if it's not risky, it's not fucking worth it because oh, you're just no, playing so safe. True. And you're just going to live that kind of like mediocre yeah, yeah, bumble, yeah. bumble, bumble. Which, by the way, some people fucking thrive off it. Yeah, definitely. But me and you need that like fucking raw, <laughs> that like lust and zest I need for life. Yeah. I do. I've tried, to, I've tried to be a little bit calmer. I just, I just don't feel like it makes me as happy. Yes. So I've just yeah. got to do it and I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most Plymouth advice. <laughs> She's got a fucking 
can do it and I. Okay, so now we're going to go into the listener questions. These are the questions that people have asked us from my audience. If you just want to give me a hand answering them. Okay, let's start with the friendship questions. What's your favourite thing to do together? Right. I know. One word. Yeah, brunch. brunch. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not just brunch. It's brunch in the sun. Yeah. And a walk with a coffee first. Yes, exactly. And then brunch. Yes. Yeah. My favourite thing to do with you is to come together to talk about sex to talk about business and to do it loudly with filled with cackles so we usually need like an outdoor space so we're not like hissing everyone (laughs) off so uh next question how do you repair a friendship that went sour for a few years i feel like we had that we had a period yeah we had a little bit yeah i wouldn't say it was sour but it just wasn't as like juicy as this you know and we just didn't talk just didn't no we we lived in separate cities um, yeah, different, very different lives. I don't know. I don't think I was very happy, really. Right, yeah, I maybe thought I was, but but what I find amazing is that we came back yeah. because my, my, the, I had so many questions about this, where people were like, if a friendship goes like that, you almost yeah, just expect it. So when I did, yeah, kind of expect. I was, oh, this is just the way it is now. Jenny lives over there, and she's doing her thing over there. We're not really talking. I remember feeling a, just a massive pull to see you when I knew that things weren't great for you. I was just like, oh. something, I, I need yeah, you. I need yeah. to be there for you. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw you again, I was like, why haven't I been there this whole yeah. time? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It was very like, you'll you'll know if your friendship is going to get back together when you fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd see. So um, so this question then, how do you repair a friendship that went sour for a few years? I guess we need a lot more context to answer yeah, yeah. this question to give advice. But how do you repair it if it's gone sour? Um, first, ask yourself, why do you need this person in your life? Yeah. Because sometimes if people do leave, it's for the best. Yeah. Um, Why it, is it sour in the first place? Yes. Also, sour within what, co- within what context? Is this person trying to knock you down a few pegs? Absolutely, mm. you don't need the person in your life. Or is this something where you both wanted different things, a bit like Jenny and I, mm. and you just leave living these separate lives, and then you just kind of, your paths cross again, and everything happens like it doesn't always need to be repaired if it's not great don't yes. don't just do it just because they're your friend yeah especially or for, for if nostalgia like, that's a really hard yeah, one to, that's to a like huge one. beat isn't it yeah you're gonna miss them if it's a friend from very young but mm. you know when you're friends when you're young the only thing you need in common is just to like play yeah so when you're older you need so many more things oh my god morals values like ways of living yeah does this person judge you yeah. just the way it is so yeah um, if it's gone sour for a few years think about if you really want to be back with this person uh, what kind of value they add to your life what was it so special that you had was it only special and equivalent to that time in your life sometimes like, you literally just become incompatible because you've grown out of a different version of yourself yeah. maybe you bonded over um, a shared hatred for a person you've grown up you realise that was so petty mm. and there's actually the, the, the friendship was on um, unstable ground in the first place so think about why you're not friends with this person your gut will know and they'll come back to you if they're up for you Okay, on to the next question. How do you deal with jealousy in friendships? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But the best way, obviously I've been jealous of you. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But I wasn't happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you can tell I've had people jealous of me yeah and I've I've also been jealous of you when I wasn't able to give a, when I wasn't able to give less of a fuck mm. so I would but I would never harbour it against you so, no, so yeah, that yeah. would be my tip with jealousy yeah. is to Don't. acknowledge it and not use it as some kind of weapon no. to make because so this is how I view jealousy the person brings up this like 
it they almost kind of like arouse this insecurity outside of you. And to make it go away, you can either acknowledge the insecurity, work on it privately, yeah. either express it out loud and just work on that shit privately and just allow the person that you're jealous of to live in peace. Or what a lot of people do is to get rid of that feeling of jealousy, they just want the quick resolve, which is to put that person down. Because when you put the person down, you no longer have this mirror showing you how, quote unquote, great they are in comparison to you. But that's that's never going to... No, because your insecurity is still fucking there. Your insecurity is still there. And they will only only be a lesson to them and then they will do more again. Yes, exactly. You just kind of put like a band-aid over a wound instead of healing it. Literally, Jealousy is insecurities hugely yes there's nothing it's that like and now that i'm happier all i want to do is see you do more and yes. more and more and well yeah all of my friends I, I saw this this woman online i think she's called lucy sheridan she's a comparison coach like the first ever comparison coach ever and she had this quote where she she says to herself and to her clients whenever you see a woman doing something like fuck fuck fuckery fuck i wanted to do that she's taken my fucking spot yeah. fuck just say to yourself good for her same for me. So you wish more yeah, 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 for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And that's really helped me yeah. um, to just be like, I say it all the time. And it's almost like this instant dissolving. It's not squashing, I would like that, because of course you'd fucking like that. But it's going, <laughs> good for her, because I would want the same for me. And I need to live in a world where that can happen for me. And she's proof that that can happen for me, yeah. because it happened to her. Let's end on this question. Top five things you could do to be a great friend. I feel like we have a couple of lots, but let's summarise. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... Number one, celebrating achievements. Yeah, celebrating yeah. each other, yeah. just in general. Yeah, the changes, the evolutions. I read this quote on social media. To love someone long term is to attend like a thousand different funerals of the person they used to be. Ooh, but then someone good. else was like, that's too negative. Why don't you say to love someone long term is to witness a thousand births of the people that they're oh, becoming? Yeah. And I feel like you have to grieve and mourn the different versions of your friends like your friend when they were single if they're in a new relationship perhaps seeing them less or they've changed or their lifestyles changed and it's like adjusting and evolving to that in a way that both of you aren't compromising yourself yeah. and I feel like we've done really well with our friendship because we, we've weathered breakups like moving cities changing so jobs changing things. careers yeah yeah also like just number two understanding where they're coming from at the time so like if you don't think that what they're doing is the best for them yes just being like, so why are you doing that right now? Mm. You've done it with me before. You've been like, because you, you want the best for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I maybe wasn't doing the best for me right there and then. And okay. you're like, but, but why? Why? Um, okay, number three, tip for being a good friend. I guess checking in and asking for a okay, especially if they're like oh, the yeah. busy friend yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just check in. Yeah. I think what I've learned with you, you okay? though is that you like being busy. Yeah. And if you're busy and not replying to me, I never take it personally, yeah. ever. I, can't, I, I cannot even remember the last time. There was a period of our friendship when we spent those years apart where I would feel a lot of like, oh, there's a lot of weight to this, not replying to this text, or this, we've not spoken about this mm-hmm. for a while because there was tension. Yeah, yeah. But then when we became besties again, living in London, helping each other out. Um, it's probably been, yeah, over over the last couple of years. And actually, amazingly, since you got a boyfriend, which is just so yeah. wild, right? Yeah, that's crazy, Yeah, isn't it? because he's just so wonderful and warm and open and yeah. with everything. But yeah, and then we actually became a lot closer when you got into a relationship, which was amazing. Um, I feel like if you ever don't reply to me, I'm never taking it personally. No, yeah. That's a huge thing in general, no, actually, I think. Busy. But yeah. yeah, anyway, so, so checking in also... Um, 
Not really a tip, was that? That wasn't really a tip. I think that's quite a good tip. Yeah. Yeah, just making sure they're all right. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah. making sure they're all right. And also, I guess... I guess <laughs> <laughs> tip for I just, best, tip for being good mates. Just make, make sure, sure they're, they're all right. right. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love talking to Jenny. It felt like I was just having catch-up with my bestie, to be honest. We've not really spoke about our friendship at length like that and it was just so much fun you're gonna fall in love with Jenny's TikTok and her Instagram content she's at bag of crap on Instagram and on TikTok I think and her hair Instagram account is at crap hair club but her hair isn't crap at all she does my hair she cuts my hair she does my roots she's a ray of fucking sunshine and anyone that's in Jenny's life knows how much of a privilege it is to just even know this woman yeah i love her so much i've enjoyed this episode on friendship and i hope you took something away from it as well i want to give a massive thank you to the formidable black honey who composed the original theme music you can find them on instagram at at black honey uk and check out their latest album written and directed this is a something else and sony music entertainment production my producer is millie charles assistant producer is ella mcleod executive producer is carly mail the production coordinator is lily hambly and i want to give a special thanks to chris skinner jonathan imiri ryan o'meara and teddy riley for additional production and a big thanks to our engineers josh gibbs and gully lawrence tickle and mix engineer jay beale 